Hey there, summertime tape heads. It is time to make us a mixtape. I'm Artie DeRosa. I am Paul Farvar. And what we're doing right here is a fun little podcast where we, the music insiders that we are, uh, quote unquote music insiders. Uh, I don't put quotes in anymore. You said like... it last night. Paul and I were on the uh, the uh, WGN radio, Nick DiGilio show. And uh, you, you, we were, <laughs> we were each insiders. at our separate homes uh, on the phone. <laughs> And you fucking dropped a the most serious, non-jokey musical insider. Music insider is so dry that I don't think he liked it. I think I it was, just think he was like, "What?" Uh, and then just kept. He's probably looking at the paper with your bio on there and like, "Paul said what? Music insider." <laughs> Uh, so what we do each and every week is we have ourselves or uh, guests on the show where they make us uh, or we make each other five song mixtapes. Why five songs? Because we don't have five hours. Yeah. Okay. And that's the rule. It's a that's hard the rule. rule. It's a hard. We we thought about it. We talked about it, and we just said this is the rule. This is what it has to be. And uh, very you, controversial. You God, back in the day, you used to want to do a whole album. Yeah. <sighs> Get out of I here. I wanted to do just one album and Good just go Lord. through it. Good Lord. Could yeah. you imagine? Now, the only way I would listen to a whole album, and I guess this would have been a great way to listen to like full, maybe every once in a while we'll do a full album because we're doing 1994, as you probably already know if you clicked on this podcast, and there were a couple artists that I looked at some of their albums and I'm like- Every song. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, every song. Every song is so good. Every song. Also, um, you know, this is just, this is uh, 1994, a magical year. I would argue that it's one of the best years you, Yeah, that, that is what you've argued uh, time and time again. Now, when you put together, first of all, if anybody has their 1994 mixtape or want to get a hold of us, Paul, hit them with that uh, email Paul address. Mix at gmail.com. Also, if you're going to send us a mix and uh, you want us to talk about it, it's a five-song list. If yes. you put a seven-song list, you're cheating. it's already over. You're cheating. You and you've, you've lost it. all credibility as a music insider. Yeah. You Your tape head can't status rules. is... Uh, you're on probation. We're nothing if we're not a country or a podcast <laughs> of rules. Listen, there are when you're putting these together. So take me through. I think this would be fun for the for the tape heads out there. Yes. Uh, and we talked about it a little bit last night on the radio. I know your policy now or how you do it. Well, you talked about it last night. Okay, so similar to mine. Let me take me through your process, and I'll sort of pop in and, and see if I sort of uh, can can so echo those sentiments. You and I are very similar. When we this was your idea. This was your year. Your idea. Was yes. Great year, by the way. Thank you. Um, we go through, the, I go on Googles, and then I, uh, Google. Yeah. Whatever. And, yeah. Uh, and I, uh, I go to- uh, You billboard? You billboard guy I go Rolling to Stone? billboard. I go to Rolling Stone. Yeah. And then I go Spin. to- uh, Yeah. All of them are basically the, the basic just- Yeah. But the problem with those are- Not alternative. Especially I did alternative year. too. Yeah. But you go through the dude, list. you look like, a, this is a prime example. If you do the billboard, top 100 of 1994, you know- 100 through 50, you're going to get some fun songs. Yeah. But when you start getting into the nitty gritty, some of the worst music that does not hold up, the number one song was like, God, it was like an Anita Baker song or something. Uh, Celine Dion. Oh, it was just like garbage. It was just one hit wonders. A lot of one hit wonders. And bad music that your parents would buy the CD at Walgreens on checkout. And if you ever had to borrow their car or like your mom was like, hey, can you take my car to get gas? And you're like, yeah, and you hit play. It's going to be like (laughs) Celine Dion or like Houston. Well, whatever that year was. But here's here's the thing that when we what I don't know if you do this, the two things that you didn't talk about. You do a similar thing. You start with the Googles. Definitely. Okay. So here's a problem on those lists, especially spin and, and some of the other ones. Uh, they're not accurate. Some of them, yes. I, I double checked the year, the first year. Oh, I forgot what they it was. do. It, they don't go by the. They go by the what was on the billboard, or or sometimes mm. you're just so lazy. They were off by years. I like, mean, I've I've it looked, has to be 1994. I think if you go on like uh like a Rolling Stone 
or a billboard and you do like hypothetically 94, 95, 96, you'll have the same like Pearl Jammer yeah. Blues Traveler album and songs. You have on to there. go back to the, you have to go back and yeah. like when it was actually released. Yeah. Three of the songs that they had for that year on Rolling Stone or Spin were not released that year. Some were released two years before. And I'm like, you guys. Yeah. And that's can, why we're better than them. Well, and not, mean, we're more insidery. Than we had the are. internet. Yeah. Better. Well, we had better internet. They still have the internet. Well, it was so new. There was five web pages. No, their, their reviews 94. are more recent. They also, did a re- they did a they did the reviews they updated the pages like in like last five years they just are lazy. Uh, 1994 also was just a so much so many fun new yeah. bands and and different genres of music and again this is like you put on your local alternative station you're gonna get some heavy stuff you're gonna get you know your 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 quote unquote like grunge Mount Rushmore of grunge you're gonna yeah. get your Nirvana Soundgarden Pearl Jam Big year whatever. For that. Uh, you're also going to get some real wacky one-hit wonders. Um, you're going to get just weird, weird artists, like weirder artists. You're like, oh, that's interesting. Um, you know, I thought hit- for sure you would. I, there were two guests that I had for you that didn't make it. Let me pull up my almost list. Because that's the thing too. When I start, I'm just throwing oh, names. I'm throwing right. names. Okay. And a this lot of times you'll get. Sometimes if it's a great year like '94, you'll get to like 80 on a on a Billboard or Rolling Stone list, and you're like, I have 10 songs already. Yeah, already. Um, they have to go back, but here's two things that I uh, that I also do in my pr- policy or my procedure, especially when we're doing the years. Uh, I go back lately. I've been cleaning out my place and, and and selling stuff on the internet's on Facebook Marketplace. Check it out, and uh, I have my mixtapes from that year that we talked yeah. about. And I sent you them, so I look at my list and be like, oh yeah, this was a song that I was really into it that year. And then there's also another page on the internet which has uh, all the songs that were released from that year. Okay. And then I go through that because the deep cuts are usually the bands yeah. that, for me, were uh, were artists I listened to. Like artists like Toad the Wet Sprocket was a big band for me back at the time, but they weren't on any of those lists really. So they had an album that came out that year. I always would get them and Jars of Clay confused. Big difference. Toad the Wet Sprocket. They're religious. Jesus band. band. Yeah. Toad Toad the Wet Sprocket isn't. No. Is that Glenn Phillips is not religious. <laughs> yeah. That's a good song. What was it? You and no. What is that song I'm thinking uh, of? Nothing, nothing. Na, na, um, na, na, na. Walk on the Ocean was one of theirs, but that was a different album. <laughs> anyway, um, something's always sorry at wrong. home if you're if you're <laughs> screaming at me right now because I can't remember. Something's um, always wrong. Something. All I want, all is I want is one. Yeah, those are just so like great lame. Um, Mixed band, that was one hundred one point nine. Mix the adult. That's adult contemporary. If I ever heard it, they were they were uh, one hundred one. I feel like you, you even young young Paul had a had a a place in his heart for adult contemporary. I did. Even you as a young man was like, "Ah, we don't need all that screaming and yelling. Oh, I I was anti screaming and yelling. I I was late to the hair metal feel. Mm -hmm. I I only liked it in certain uh, settings, Mm -hmm. but. uh, um, yeah, I'm told the wet sprocket I thought would be on my list, but it didn't make the cut. It was in the top 20. Okay. What I thought would be in your list. Yes, please, I was surprised. please tell me what was supposed to be on my uh, list. And my guess was that you would have, uh, offspring. <sighs> you know what? I was <laughs> never a big offspring guy. I didn't mind it when it would come on the radio. Uh, like that come out and play. They had and a couple big hits. Then they year. got goofy and I kind of was like, I don't mind those goofy songs that like get a job <laughs> yeah. or like pretty flat. It's like, if I hear those every pretty once in a while, while, totally fine. I'm, I'm totally <laughs> fine hearing those dumb and they would have dumb fun videos. Um, who else almost made it for you? Uh, Oasis live forever. Yeah. I, I, that was I, the first. We didn't have Oasis. On I remember, else. I remember, uh, 
I was on vacation and we were going to go somewhere, probably like, I don't know, Florida or some shit. And I, I bought a details magazine at the airport, which is what you used to do when you were a young boy. Who sure. Tried to figure out, you know, what, how to be a, how to be a man in this world. Music insider. So you'd get details. And in their music thing, they're like, yo, there's this band from England and they're going to be the, in their song. And I was like, all right, I'll check that out. And I loved, I loved it. Um, REM, their album from 94. That's what I had as you. I thought, what's the frequency? No, no, no. Strange Currencies oh, is yeah, like a great beautiful album. song. Great album, beautiful song. I thought that was going to be on your list too. Um, Didn't make my top 10. I almost picked a song that you did pick. We'll talk about that. Okay. Um, I know what it is. And too. I almost threw some just real trashy country on there. Yeah. Um, well, you got some country in I there. I do. I do. I, di- I almost put uh, Stay by Lisa Loeb. Yeah. Sure. I, it, just because it was it was so important at the time. That's the thing too, where it's like some of these songs that are on here are you do you do sort of think about like the importance and like how big of a song it was, and it yeah. was like that stay song. I mean, perfect so combo good. of like good song, reality every, bites soundtrack. Every uh, every you know uh, guy or gal who are into gals who saw her back in the day were probably like, yeah, baby, those glasses. You know, I started playing guitar that in 1994, and yeah. uh, that was the first song I taught myself to, or tried to learn how to play. Uh, One of the first songs. When I was working at Costco uh, <laughs> back in the day, not to brag, um, but when I was working at Costco, my little uh, area was right by the eyeglass department, and I would always talk to them. And <laughs> and uh, when they're, they would always send, if you were like a manager, you'd get to go on these, they were so boring, but you'd have to go to these like weekend excursions to get your like you know points for your license and stuff like that because i was selling hearing aids so i had to do like you know you had to get like continuing education points or whatever same thing with optical i'm sure and and you'd have these little weekend conferences and stuff and then come back and be like it was worst but uh, (laughs) um my my friend she came back and she's like they kind of went all out this year and like the food was great and we had entertainment i'm like who's entertainment and she goes, Lisa Loeb did oh, like an wow. acoustic set because she's the glasses the lady. Glasses, yeah. So she the the Costco glasses department. Wow, she did a Costco hired gig. Lisa Loeb. What a treat! Yeah. How many songs did she play? Uh, <laughs> Three. I, I, no, I think I don't know. Actually, I don't know that. What's her, I can't. What's her answer. other song? She had another song. I um, and I know and you're not hearing it, but yeah. I do. That song. I love I that do, song. Yeah, I and do. That, do you eat? Speak? Do you breathe me anymore? Do you can? And I don't know. That she song's great. Is a she did an episode of Workaholics too. Okay, which is really funny. Like making okay. fun of herself, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, she uh, had a show too back in the day. Yeah, she did something and, uh, on VH1 too. And yeah, it was like something about her sister trying to set her up. That's I think that was a reality show, but she was also. She might have been on, uh, I think the one Zappa those, Brothers had a yeah, TV show. I think she was like dating one of them at the time. She's great. Uh, that didn't make the list. For that me. did not make the list. It Sorry was we close, went down though. such a Lisa Loeb. And I thought um, I thought about putting Soundgarden, uh, Fell on Black Days. That was one of the last ones to get cut for me. Yeah. It was so funny when uh, when we were on the radio and you and Nick were just going on and on about Soundgarden. And I was just like, I'm just going to be quiet. If you don't have any, I don't mind them. Yeah. And I and I like uh, you know Chris Cornell doing covers, acoustic covers yeah. and stuff as we've talked about on the show. But just something about Soundgarden, it just never never got me. I didn't like them initially, but that album got me into it just because "Fell on Black you know, Days" was so good. I think when I heard it, I was always like, they're just a a metal band. Yeah. They're not. They were a metal band, but they just had they had more because uh, sound they had more like uh, just it just was there was there were hooks. Yeah, I think you know? with I think with sound for me, 
uh, Soundgarden and Alice in Chains, I was just kind of like, these are just metal bands that I wouldn't have listened to if they were around in the 80s. I Here, would have been like, nah, I'd, I, like, I'd rather listen to Motley Crue. And then one more, well, Candlebox Far Behind came out that year. I didn't have that on my list. I didn't think it would be on your list. But no. it was something that, was, that needs to be addressed. It was definitely a, a very big song that year. So 94 is when we start to see bands who are putting out albums who are who got swept up in the grunge oh my god go to seattle and sign everybody right, right. you and and candlebox famously talks about you know getting yeah. signed before they even did a live show together in uh, everyone loves our town great book yeah um, it talks about seattle so yeah and it was those you know that was a lot of those songs candlebox uh was it seven mary three cumbersome and shit like that <laughs> Where you're just like, oh, the single yeah. soundtrack had a bunch of stuff uh, two years before, sometime around that time, and, yeah, uh, or might have been after, and uh, yeah, that's what people were post grunge. It was ninety two, yeah. Are we get, is ninety four getting into considered post grunge territory? It's still grunge time. Okay, Vitology came out. Yeah, I think, year. yeah. I guess what ninety five, ninety six is sort of post grunge starts because then you start getting your Nirvana. bush, your yeah. bushes, and your after Kurt Cobain died officially. I think Nothing from uh, the the. Uh, Nirvana live album that you felt like throwing I on thought there. about uh, The Man Who Sold the World with David Bowie was on that that was a year and I also thought about Sometimes Always by Jesus and Mary Chain which is a band that I just rediscovered again that they had a lot of good songs you know and there's probably way more um, I don't even want to say deep cuts because they were they were the big hits for these bands but you think of like I'm sure that if we went down the list in 94 there would be you know like uh Oh, man, just so many good alternative songs yeah. that were just like, because that's what's that's what is helpful about Pitchfork when you get into like, especially the two thousands and and up, is they seem to have a lot of lists of like, you know, those type yeah. of bands and stuff like that. Because, man, there's some where I'm just like, oh, I bet there's like a Big Head Todd. Uh, Big Head Todd. Uh, that's funny you say that. I was just gonna say Big Head Todd samples. Like bittersweet or that was or, earlier. Oh, yeah, okay. ninety two. They did well. The original version of Bittersweet was on Midnight Radio, which yeah. is still one of the best albums of all time, in my opinion. Samples had an album a year before, but those are that's that was my sweet spot. That like you know happy go lucky. Yeah. Singer songwriters or bands that are like you know safe college rock. Okay. That's what I'd call it. But okay. that was. That's those years of music were the best years of music for me, and and some of that stuff still holds up. Freddie Jones band came out, Uncle Tupelo, yeah, around that time. That's what I'm saying. Like bands like that, where I just think there's like a definite like a, a college rate. If I could get a college radio top 100, yeah, from that year, I did look at that list, and there were some songs that I wanted to put on there. But the main bands that you know that influenced me that time were like Big Ed Todd and Buffalo Tom. They didn't have an album in 1994, so it was like. Yeah, a year before, a year after, it would have been a lot harder discussion on what to put on. But again, this was a hard, hard year for me to pick. But we have a first, yes, um, a first, a first, a first, a first on the podcast. We both picked one song similar. That is we correct. Had the Venn diagram. For those of you who don't know, uh, the Venn diagram of Marty and Paul's mixes. Uh, mix we we overlap very rarely, but when we sure. do, it happens, and then then it's clear where we came from. We've had the same song before, but not in the same spot. Both yeah. of us had picked the song for number one. We'll play it. You'll realize why. Go ahead and hit it, Paul. Um, I will do that. What? An amazing there you intro. Go. Now just, man, oh man. Because this was also a time too where 
unless you were reading like Rolling Stone, you really didn't know like the Beastie Boys were gonna come back with an album where they like played a bunch of instruments, their own instruments. and stuff. And I just remember. Do you remember them on Letterman? Uh, yeah, okay. and, but I but most of all, I just remember seeing this video for the first time and being like, oh, so cool. it's so '94. It's so Spike Jones did it right. Yeah, yeah, and it's just so like, oh baby, this is this is because I mean like. You know, all the check your head stuff. It was like this natural progression. Mm-hmm. And it's just like when you, especially with the Beastie Boys and being a, you know, teenage white, white boy who liked punk rock and, yeah. and, and, uh, and classic, you know, just all sort all the stuff they like hip hop, punk rock, everything. And anytime they would sort of feel like it almost felt like it was like the coolest kids at your school going, hey, here's what's like the new stuff. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay, I'm going to have to. Go For, go get some thrift store T-shirts and wear a fucking big old jeans and a dumbass hat. Which everyone did. Loved it. This for me was my. I already got into Beastie Boys a little bit with Paul's Boutique and and, uh, and but when, Did you when say Paul's Boutique, Paul's Boutique, Paula, Paul, Paula's Paul, Boutique. It's the, it's Paul's Boutique. Paul's Boutique. Yeah. Are you serious? I'm, sh- I'm positive. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> we're, great. we're both grabbing Siri. our phones right now. Siri was like, "Is everything okay?" I, um. It's Paul's Boutique. Okay. Did you think it was Paula's Boutique? I'm, I, you might have lost some points here. I really thought it was Paula's Boutique. Anyway, I got into the BC Boys because I, I was... It's uh, Paul's Boutique. Yeah. Right. I don't know why I thought Paula's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I, I know that for a fact because I was, I was... Well, you're Paul. Yeah, yeah I was you're supposed to know me. that. But um, this was what got me into like them further. I remember being on a, a road trip with my friends and we would just listen to this album. This song was just like such a way to like pre-party and again another out. great album to just throw on yeah great so album. good this song uh and again we've talked about this before but this song when i first started comedy and and whenever i'm in a club and they ask me what song i want to go up on this mm-hmm. is usually one of the ones that are like it just puts me in a right mood and reminds me of how great things can be yeah and the video is amazing one of the best just a 70s cop video and everyone's wearing silly still, sizes and yeah still holds up it's one of those songs that was great in 94 up. and still holds up and and obviously there's no of of the 10 songs each of us have, or the eight songs each of us have picked or nine um this is the only way to start yeah this is the way to start a mixtape uh, yeah when you're making a list uh when i saw that song of the songs that I had left, I, I saw. I knew no matter what, this was going to start. Yeah, but you don't. You don't hide that in the. Yeah. In the middle, you can't. You can't. No. Where do you? Where do you go from there? Where do you go? Yeah, which is hard. I don't know where. I know what you did. Yeah. So why don't we go into your second song? Um, surprised that this is on the list. What tell? This people. is my. Uh, I would say probably my favorite album of 1994. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, live through this. I want to hear about this. By whole. Here's. Stars are just like little fish. You should learn when to go. So this is a, this is a deeper cut on the album, right? Mm, no, it hit a video and everything. Oh, it's it? Yep, this might have been one of the first. This might oh, have been take the... everything. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I'm thinking of a different song. But okay. uh, Why is this on the list? I feel like there's... this whole album just rules. This whole album rules. I, I just don't picture you liking Hole. Dude, love, 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 love Hole. Even after she killed Kurt Cobain. Yeah. 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 Uh, I just remember being like, you know, you know how you'll hear comics do that hacky joke of being like, I know they're homophobic, but I like, uh, I like uh, Chick-fil-A to me. I'm like, Hey, I know she killed Kurt Cobain, <laughs> but man, I, I love Courtney love. 
She didn't kill him, but she... Well, I don't know. Hey, we'll we find out. Know. We'll find out now that we got Epstein's now, gal. Yeah. We're going to find out all the secrets. What is it? What, what, was, your, what was your fascination Dude, with Hole? Dude, everything when this album came out, like, I mean, listen... If you want to get into conspiracy theories, every once in a while I'll watch Kurt and Courtney for just the trashiest, you know, documentary of all time. Uh, love that. Uh, forget your, you know, soaked in bleach and all Which your, one? all your the official. One that they had actors the one, playing the roles. No, the... that's soaked in bleach. I think. Okay. Uh, You're talking about the one that shows the home videos. This is the one with the home video, yeah, and yeah. this is the one with that it's British sad. guy who did Biggie and Tupac. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, I tried to talk to Courtney earlier, but yeah. she avoided me at all costs. He got a job um, at 60 minutes after that. Yeah, and he's, you know, he's a scammer, but um <laughs> but I love that trashy documentary. But like think about the the time in music. He dies and then she just happens to have this banger of an album who to this day people are like did Billy Corgan write it? Did, did I thought Billy Kurt Cobain she, write it? Did yeah. someone else write it? Did she write it? Um uh you know, someone helped her. Yeah. Sure. Probably, um, but I mean it's it's unfair. Listen, I'm not a I'm not a Courtney Hole fan. I'm not a, a Courtney Love fan or mm-hmm. against her or whatever. But there is a little misogyny there. To sure. not assume that she fucking wrote an sure. amazing album because sure. she wrote albums after he died that were good. Absolutely, she has hits. And plus, in the song making process, as a music insider, I can tell you that producers help no matter what, yeah. and they don't get a fucking credit sometimes. And not every. A uh, great performer is a great musician. Yeah, you know, you you can hear. I mean, we've talked about it on the podcast too, where somebody uh, from the sound booth isolated her guitar, yeah. and it's just garbage. And yeah. her singing, you know, it's like that's not why you in '94, especially, either went to a whole concert or watched whole or like the raw. It was everything. It yeah. was wild. Um, her up there, those concerts, it was just like. Did you ever see her in concert? I never saw them live. Oh, okay. You no. just saw the videos. Um, I just, yeah, but it's just like, it just, it's like, yep, that's what, you know, music was in 1994 to I, me. Yeah. And that's the thing, going back to that whole concept of people not giving enough credit, like to me, one of her, I love the song Malibu. Mm-hmm. It still holds up. I just put it on one of Off my the mixes. celebrity skill and skin. Yeah. Album. Great album as well. Nobody helped her with that. I mean, I guess Billy may have or whatever. There was a time period where yeah. he took credit for some, but like, that's a fucking amazing song. And she's, she knows you know enough about music at her point because Hole was she was successful before she met Kurt Cobain yeah. and in yeah. her own right. And some people are just like a fucking force of nature where they're gonna just figure it out and yeah. find their path, and that's that's her. And uh, same thing with comedy, like that. Yeah. We see people like that all the time, and and people like you going back to guitar and and uh, songwriting and stuff. There's so many great comedic writers that we know mm-hmm. that are like the amazing writers. They write mm-hmm. these great jokes, but. Once they get on stage, like it just doesn't. They yeah. just can't do it. Yeah, she is a, a performer, you yeah. know. And then, and then she's a performer. The, I mean, the wild. She was a rock star. The wild, the wild antics. Remember the uh, the MTV VMAs where Kurt Loder was interviewing Madonna and she's chucking her makeup yeah. up there, and Madonna's like, "Oh, come and on!" And the whole here. fight with her and uh, Axl Rose. Like, I mean, control your woman. It's just, it's just, uh, yeah, yeah. It, good she's stuff. Uh, she's a force of nature. And, and she, again, whole out. Al- if you, no pun intended, whole album, fantastic. <laughs> And she, and, and to her credit, she's a good actress too. She was in the movie uh, People versus Larry. People Flint. versus Larry Flint. I yeah. thought it was a very believe. Granted, she was was that really acting? I mean, she was she, great. She was great. She was great in it. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, but didn't like that song and didn't like that album. Wow. Just hey, I'm just surprised that it's on there as a music insider. Yeah. But you know, but my next song is still to this day one of my favorite songs of all time. And uh, when I see this on a jukebox, um, it's my go-to first song I pick to ah, just put me in a good Joe Diffie's Truck Driving Man. 
No. Oh, okay. Say It Ain't So by Weezer. You don't mind putting on such a fucking mellow song in a bar? I think it builds. Um, so when this album came out, Weezer, um, and, I, and you have a different song from this album. I do. Um, which is funny because when that first video came out for Weezer and that song came out that you picked, yeah. I hated them. I was like, oh my God, these guys annoy me and the Buddy Holly song. Mm-hmm. But then this song changed my mind and then I went back and revisited the whole Blue album. And to this day, I'm like, wow, this is, I yeah. was wrong. Blue album again, another classic banger from start to finish. Such a great album. This song, I got to see Weezer uh, in March and I was, it was so amazing. It's it's kind of funny. And I think we talked about this recently on another episode. Was this the last concert of a Last <laughs> concert of all time. Jesus, Paul. <laughs> last live show. Oh my I God. I wasn't going to say that, but we talked about that people went more apeshit for the song, their cover, Africa, than their original songs. I was like... Do you guys not remember how amazing this album was? Yeah, but but when this came out, those Weezer was very very popular. I remember uh, seeing them on 120 Minutes and being like, "Oh yeah, I'm into this." And then that was one of those first like you know you, you get your little Music Insider badge. That was one of my like I remember as a little kid being like, knowing I liked the Ramones and Talking Heads. I always will think to this day of being like. I was like, I like these Talking Heads guys. They seem pretty cool. And then finding out, like, yeah, they're a great band. And like, oh, cool. And you then, were right. And then I remember seeing this on 120 Minutes and being like, oh, Weezer, huh? Okay. And then Q101, our local alternative station, played the shit out of them. And it yeah. was like, yeah, I was right. But there were so many songs they played on the album. There was like Buddy Holly. Surf Wax USA. Yeah, all the other songs. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's like. It was overkill, but was there? You were talking about being cool as a kid. Were there were there songs that you liked or artists you liked as a kid, and your your uh, older siblings were just like Marty? No, you no, because my my brother and sister were like almost. They were like nine and seven and nine years older than me. Right. So ninety four, they're out of the house. They're you know they're, yeah, yeah. they're adults. They're not listening to anything um, that I would listen to. So that was never an issue. Um, but yeah, and I also thought, and one of the great things about ninety four is just like. There was just all these new bands. Yeah. It was like, oh, you like that, huh? Well, we've been scouring the country and we found Six these guys. These, yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, cool. Yeah. No, Weezer is, is one of those artists, though, that there weren't a lot of bands that were exactly like them. They fit into this like nice niche of yeah. bringing in all... They, I mean, they're not grunge, but they brought in this aspect of grunge that people like where it's like quiet and then loud and then quiet and then loud. Yeah, yeah. There's and this is like, you know, sort of like... Obviously, they super, you know, they, they like outgrew the college rock thing and became just mainstream. Yeah. But like, that's again, when I when I think back to the especially the mid 90s of just like so many different sort of like experimental bands. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get into that a little more when I when I play my Weezer song. But well, there's there were. Yeah. Weezer went on to do Pinkerton and the Green Album and, and all those other albums. But like to me. This was the peak. It kind of sucks when it's you peak so early, right? It's so wild to think like, man, in what, 96 or 7, they're going to put out Pinkerton and Piss everyone's going everyone to hate off. it. <laughs> I loved it. And, and then it'll get this weird through like emo music. It becomes this like giant like album of like, back, yeah. no, we love this. And I remember Weezer just being like, well, we don't. And yeah. he, I mean like, and then it was like, 
they're they're one band in particular who definitely doesn't not stick to their guns but they're like oh you like that huh okay well we'll we'll embrace that album and like they they definitely are one of those bands that isn't just like we know what's best shut the fuck up we're weezer we know what's best they They, were kind of like fan please oh okay yeah and they uh you know did that but this was another one of those albums where it was just like i didn't even have to buy it at first because i mean i I, I remember getting it used at the at the ucd place um but you didn't even have to have it because it was on it was on mtv it was on vh1 like especially buddy holly was on vh1 it was on uh, multiple stations. It was just like you know, everywhere you went. I was, was in. I it was just. Uh, I was just starting college, and it was in every dorm. People were jamming this and like Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, I didn't like them because of uh, the other songs, like I said. But then when I this song, I embraced later, and I was like, man, this is. I revisited. Same thing with Pumpkins. I mean, when yeah. Pumpkins first came out, Gish, I was like, I don't get this. But then Siamese Dream came out, I was like. Holy shit! This yep. band and is then, my jam. Like ushered in sort of like the nerd rock and the more and right. like the more like. It's one of those things you need a second look, and that's and that's. Hey, people said that about Radiohead too. Like they they knew that about themselves, and they're like, look, they would, they know that you listen to the first time, you're not gonna like it. Same with Fiona Apple. You listen to the album through, you're like, eh. Would you that, would if thing? I if I told you back in '94, sort of Weezer's trajectory would you would you think like they'd be covering toto and like no. on the muppets and kind no. of like everyone be river like, phoenix eh, okay. was such a weird dude and rivers cuomo rivers phoenix yeah rivers phoenix different guy rivers river phoenix cuomo. is a weird dude too sure yeah. rest in peace but uh but yeah I, I didn't i didn't see i didn't see that happening no one no one thought that they'd be the band that like survived right you would think that yeah i mean it's it, it's pretty interesting where there's so many other bands that they could have had their career yeah. and they could have been playing on like a, a, a summer tour with like marcy playground or some shit yeah, you know what i mean marcy but uh who would have thought that marcy playground would be uh touring in a minivan uh playing at the double door and playing their one hit third is that 96 no this was 2002 later no no, no no i'm oh, saying what year did like sex out? and candy come out I think it was 95 or 96. Yeah. Interesting. And then become a butt of a rising comedian, Paul Farvar. There you go. Joke. There um, you go. But yeah. Uh, my next song is a, uh, a real fucking fun album to listen to when you're yawnsed. I, um, 1997. I remember. Uh, okay. Sorry. I remember. Uh, how'd you first hear about Nine Inch Nails? I, well, this is where the Venn diagram of Marty and Paul just takes a, a sharp contrast. Mm-hmm. Not a fan of Nine Inch Nails. Wow. Didn't like them. Wow. Uh, I heard the Animal song. Yeah. And I closer. Just, closer, yeah. yeah. And I was like... I That's the boomer way to say it. The Animal song. The Animal song. Yeah, closer. I uh, I did not like it. It did not please me at all. Ooh, I, I thought it was noise. I thought the video was cool. Did you notice people wearing their, their merch? Uh, that, and my, nine, that NIN, that logo. Yeah, I, remember. I thought it was like a. We, I thought it was alternative people that the people that wore that in my high school were mm-hmm. like people that we. I didn't see. I remember hang with the older girls when I was in high school. When I saw that, I was like, "Yeah, baby." They like to party. I wanna, I wanna get to know you. <laughs> and you're into this nin, you're into this nine, and then it's like, oh, it's nine inch nails." Okay, cool. And then I remember seeing, uh, yeah, the closer video, and then somebody at a party had like a. a a uh, Nine Inch Nails VHS, and I remember just roasting on acid and watching this and being like, <laughs> "Oh, I get it now." You know, when like, you were in I high school, it. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, let me let me just play a little. Too yeah, why don't we play? Because again, closer. And, and this song, closer is just kind of like whatever. But uh, what's this, this song called? 
Uh, we're going to listen to March of the Pigs. Oh, sorry. Sorry if you spilled your coffee, old man. That's how it starts? Yeah. And again, the whole album kind of just flows into each other, too. So this is one where you don't just start a song. This is like, it would have helped to hear the song before it. I mean, this is fucking 94, baby. I thought my future was walking into, like, clubs full of people that looked <laughs> like they were fucking, you know, from another planet. But, uh, this is just like, come on, dude. I want to flip this table over right now, old man. But Are you did kidding you- me? But did you like this sober too? Yeah, I love this song. I love, I love, and then it stop. It's just like it, the the flow of this music and everything, and it's just like, and again, like you just know the video. Even if I ever show you the video for this, you know it's just fucking fast and yeah. cool and different. And it's just like there was an aesthetic too to bands like Nine Inch Nails, Beastie Boys too, where I felt like. Especially these bands, I don't know, it's just because I was young and I liked them so much, but it just felt like there was such more of like a thought out, not just the music, but the visual aspect of it. And just like there was like a whole package to these bands. I, I, I just, oh, what's the Carrie, band? listen to this. Like, like, and then it gets, like, just listen to this. Wait for it. Yeah, we're back again. Who's the band that sings Firestarter? You know, the fire The stuff. Prodigy. Prodigy. Like, yeah. I felt like them and Prodigy were just so fringe. Dude. And, and like street, like these were like the coolest of the, like street cred wise. It was just like, baby, nine inch nails. Felt like, kidding me? so much anger. Yeah. Didn't and how, you didn't see like Trent Reznor and be like, well, that guy's kind of interesting. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't like Damn. him. I just didn't like it. Damn. Loved it. Still love it. Still fun to listen to. Was this to. something that you're your peer groups all listen to too or was you the one that was like Not, yeah we would play some nine and nine inch nails would get played at and parties and then you go and play country too everything we'd play yeah, all sorts so of stuff so bizarre you'd, you'd hear Oki from Biscoki the same night as uh, as uh, fucking uh, March of the Pigs it was so funny because that's the, why I like the Natural Born Killer soundtrack is wild because it's like got a, it's got a whole lot of everything on there see like something like this would never be played at a party in my high school what about Oki from Biscoki would no, that be at your neither party? would be no. played okay uh, we would play Probably you hear a lot of samples and Big Ed Todd and the band Live. Yeah. And Toad the Wet Sprocket. All I want and then it would go into like way. Led Zeppelin and Nah, man. Shit. This is just, it's just cool. And and, and it's like, again, uh, a lot of this uh, Nine Inch Nails or another band, or it's like, you just put the whole album on or, you know, whatever whatever other stuff they put out. Any any uh, visual stuff, too, if you catch my drift. Hallucinogen Takers. <laughs> it just was... Uh, it felt like a crazy, crazy scene. Yeah, yeah. Like Walk of the Dead or yeah. something. Yeah, loved it. A lot of zombies. Loved it, loved it. And then you got all your, like, you know, other bands that, that came from that, which is like, you know, some were good, some were bad. I didn't mean to bum you out, man. No. With just, my it, it awesome just, Nine Inch Nails song. Because I love your music intake sometimes, and mm-hmm. I love hearing some of your, and some things you've influenced me, especially with country, but then... There's the thing that Marty does before we start podcasts or after where we're still hanging out and he'll put in music that he knows I just can't stand. And mm-hmm. that's, 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 this is where that it falls in. But, wow. Yeah. You feel the same way about Nine Inch Nails as you do Joe Diffie. Yeah. Both garbage. Unbelievable. Although I love, I love Rest that in you've peace, influenced me to a lot of good country stuff that I, that, that part I definitely think, but like Nine Inch Nails, I just can't get into. I just can't okay. get behind. Okay. But that's it. But speaking of zombie, like, creatures um didn't well, real, real quick one more thing about nine inch nails yeah, yeah they were special because you couldn't put their videos on during the day 
it would have to be like, hey, we're going to play this video. Be, be, you know, it might, that it might analogy, be too much. And it was like, I want my bands to be dangerous. Also, if that's your argument, they, you can play share after during the day too. So your argument sure. fails. It doesn't fail. It's just like, come on, man. The, she, is she you dangerous? See, is she you, dangerous? You didn't see. No, she I just had her case. butt showing. You didn't see like the video for Closer and be like, well, this is definitely something. I just thought it was disturbing. Yeah. It made you want to be a wanted. vegan. That's what it wanted you to do. <laughs> All right. Give me another song. Zombie by the Cranberries. Uh, this was a hard song to pick because I love the uh, No Need to Argue is one of my favorite albums of all time. Every song on there is a, a banger. In my every opinion. song? All, every song. Yeah, almost wow. every song. Wow. Um, but I went with the hit just because I figured, why not? There's a tag team called Violence is Forever who come out to this. It's very, very fun. Wrestling? Yeah. When this song first came out, I was in awe because it's the second album by the Cranberries. The first one was a lot lighter and softer. And this Did song they have any big hits good. on the first one? Uh, Linger. Linger was the first one, huh? Linger was on the first one. Did they one. have this like ready to go? Because I felt like there was just like... It was fast. I felt like in the, bang, in bang. the mid-90s, there was always a new Cranberry song. And they, they were always pretty decent. The first album had a couple hits that were softer, and then this album came out like two years later, and this was the first single that was released. And then this album didn't get a lot of credit because it was a sophomore uh, record, but I still yeah. think it's their best. What record. other songs besides like what uh, other big singles? Because uh, not a lot of singles, but "Dreaming My Dreams" was a good one. Yeah. Twenty one. Yeah. Um, Disappointment. They're all mellow, mellow songs. But okay. They're just so good. I mean, you can listen to that whole album through. I mean, definitely not a party album by any yeah. means, but um, everyone else is doing it. Uh, so why can't we? It came out the year before. Yeah. So. And this is the song that 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 band covered that she passed away the night before. That's, yeah. that's a wild. And she was going to sing on it. She was going to sing. Dolores O'Riordan was going to play on a song where they were covering this song, so she flew out and then she she died of alcohol poisoning, yeah. essentially drowning in the bathtub. In the bathtub. But wow, what a what a great voice! What a great. Um, album what a great yeah they were definitely when i think back of like the the all-stars of alternative radio not necessarily yeah. alternative music but alternative radio they were man played, they, a, they were play again they played they played on multiple different formats yeah videos they played seemed like they played they had albums every coming show. out every two and they were pretty prolific too yeah uh to the faithfully departed came out two years later and what was on that free what was to decide from, yeah free to decide um, when yeah, you're gone yeah, yeah. Um, Salvation. Salvation. I just shot John Lennon. I think there was yeah. a lot of hits on that. A lot of controversial stuff. This album didn't have as many like radio friendly hits, but uh, I can't be with you was pretty big. Okay, but it was just for me, it was my favorite album, and I just remember listening to it nonstop. And I was in a band playing Shoeshine Boy. We used to cover it. We had a singer who could sound exactly Shasta Baker sounded oh, exactly wow. like her. Cool. It was such an easy song to play on guitar. It's just four four chords. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Good song, good video. Cranberries were, yeah, they were on the radio all the time. A lot. They definitely were on the, and, and like TV show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they did do some they, of that stuff. Uh, they felt like they were everywhere. Yeah. I, I still, to this day, I consider that album, this album to be one of the greatest of all time. And it's funny when she passed away, not funny, but people started to appreciate this yeah. album more. Yeah. And the critics, critics I, don't, I think, like kind of slammed it a little bit, but. Whatever. It's still it's still I think their best album. And this this song still holds up. I mean yeah. people have covered it. 
It's a good one. Yeah. And uh, definitely, yeah, they were a big part of the uh, music scene, especially in Indiana you know, too. Yeah, well, I mean, we had all the Chicago stations. Yeah. So, did this get played at those same parties with Nine Inch Nails? Uh, Just this song. I would the say rest. so. Yeah. I think Zombie was definitely like because that's one of those where everyone's drunk and they're screaming Zombie, Zombie, like crushing natty lights on their head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, it was a, it was a uh, that was a good one. I could uh, get behind it. I can get behind it. Okay. I'll definitely not uh, if that song came on. If I was doing a, there's like some mix on iTunes that's like I miss grunge or something, I, and I would play it. You think that song? I guess that song would fit in the grunge yeah, category. It's kind of all encompassing. Yeah, I'd throw right. it in there. Another song that is uh, definitely on the I miss grunge list is the other Weezer song that I picked off of the uh, the same the Blue album. This is the Sweater song, Undone. Great intro. Saw this video in 120 minutes. I said, these boys, these boys are good. They're going to go somewhere. Matt Pinfield agreed. Now I don't <laughs> think Pinfield was on in 94. It's probably that British guy. You know he wore a wig? British guy? Oh, with the yeah. wild hair? Yeah, he wore a wig. Huh. Or a piece. Hey, bro. How we doing, man? When he said, I'm so stoked, I thought he said, I'm so stoned. And I was like, fuck yeah. Here he goes. Oh, I'm so stoked. I just this goes in that category of lyrics where I'm like it's so they're just so funny and joking. So all right, yeah, I agree, and and one of the reasons why I but put I love this the on music. there, one of the reasons I put this on there, was because one of my favorite parts of, you know, mid '90s was goofy, silly songs, you know, and I was either gonna put uh, "Loser" by Beck or this song where it's like I want silly little I like. You know, or like that, you know, I keep always thinking for an example is that remember that giggy ta that I want to thank you for letting me in oh, my yeah. car. Like, yeah, I yeah. just like those little dumb, dumb songs. Like they were just I'm too sexy. You know, right, said Fred. <laughs> I just like a dumb song because it's like sometimes after like, you know, OK, OK, we're getting Nirvana. We're getting Soundgarden. We're getting Pearl Jam. It's like, let's have a fun, silly little song to kind of like to kind of, out. you know, lessen them lighten the mood a little bit yeah these songs were those i just i just thought like they were they were mocking the industry in a way like because i was so i love songs that are like deeper and like heartfelt and then you have this song and it's like come on you're fucking joking around you have such a good melody you have a good hook why not fucking invest some time and write a song that means something you can even, it could still be called the sweater song. Just I mean, I think this does mean something to people. This just speaks to some people. Some people don't want that and heavy. And it's funny. You know, every song can't be, you know, the heaviest song in the world. Yeah. Or, or, you know, or the, the lyrics are just like, oh, my God. No song has yeah. ever seen me like this song. Like, but that, sometimes you just want uh, a silly song. I just, I agree with you. Like, I like the Right Said Fred song. There's a place, and Chumba Wumba. Yeah. You know, I get it. But, but I mean, like, think of all those alternative, quote unquote, alternative one hit wonders. So fun. Yeah. So but fun. But they know their place. But you have an artist like Weezer or Beck, who yeah. I respect, but I just couldn't get behind Loser and those songs. Just like, you didn't hear Loser? I did. The more not I think about Loser, I'm like, I should push up a Loser on there. Loser was a nine, was it ninety yeah. four? Oh, okay. but like you would hear those songs and just kind of be like, "Oh, this is like the new the new thing." You know, it's like, "Oh, we're putting a little computer in there," or, something, or like sampling and stuff like that. And I was like, "Bring it, bring it the fuck on!" <laughs> I was ready for it because I like rap music too. So I was like, "Yeah, take aspects of that, put it all together, mix it up." I I didn't like back until like you know the certain songs where you're like, "Okay, this is vague enough where it's like it's not trite lyrics." It's like, dude, I remember. People being like with with loser, 
and this song like i just remember people were like they just championed it so much because it was like yeah man i'm not fucking i don't i'm not a a, you know like a goth i'm not into nine inch nails and i'm not like some you know because at this point you know we're getting into 94 where like you know billy corgan has made statements of like people i didn't want at my show started showing up at my shows or whatever and it was like this was like you know nerdy music for music nerds and i just thought it was like oh this is so great i love when people have their thing yeah and i don't have to be into it if you were like i'm into darts it's my favorite i watch your passion dark i love it if you don't have any i don't understand how some people are just like i don't know i just watch a little tv and you have to have a passion aren't you i agree don't you give a shit about anything yeah and uh you know sort of like this sort of art rock music combo thing of like art know, rock that's a good weezer or whatever and, and and again for the masses too because this isn't like you know i remember trying to be like i gotta get into like whether it was like teenage fan club or like sonic youth i just never got into those bands yeah but you'd have a you'd have a a, a band like this and it's just kind of like i'm into this well or, weezer i think i think is on the cusp of cr- they're not just goofy songs they have yeah. real songs too Beck is the same thing, but then you we go a little further and you have like They Might Be Giants, which we've talked about before. Yeah, great just, band. They just fucking just go all in and being like, we don't take ourselves seriously. Yeah. And I just it just pissed me off. That's all. Okay. I don't know. But speaking of people that do take themselves maybe a little too seriously, uh, I think this is a, a second time this band has showed up on one of my lists. And you have not had this band on any of your lists so far. Uh, this is Landslide as covered by... The Smashing Pumpkins. Is this a Stevie Nicks song or a Fleetwood Mac song? Uh, I think it's a Fleetwood Mac song. Okay. I know she sang it either way, but I wasn't sure if it was a solo That's or whatever. That's a good question. I thought for sure, uh, I was hesitant to put this on here because I thought you were going to have it on here. Did this Was this even on the list? Uh, no. No. It's a cool song, and I just okay. like, I like it. it. It's interesting, too, where I, uh, every once in a while I go back and forth with the Dixie Ch- or the Chicks version. Ooh, yeah. look at that. New Times. The Chicks version, uh, formerly the like Dixie we Chicks. I feel like responsible for that. Or uh, this version. Both great. Both great versions. This, again, was one of those, like, this got a lot of play in Chicago. Yeah. A lot of play in Chicago. And every time it came out, I was like, cool. Didn't need to go out and get it. Because, again, the Pumpkins were on all the time. This album, Pisces, Iskarat, however you say it, uh, it was not a, it was like a B-Sides album. Yeah. But for me, it was funny because I forgot about this song. I learned about the Fleetwood Mac version by this. Did you know about the Fleetwood Mac song? I did because... It was about cocaine. Oh, okay. So it was in some book I read. Uh, about, Before 1994? Yeah. There was a book huh. that, uh, God, if I can remember the name of it, I think it was called From Chocolate to Morphine. About? And I used to always rent it from the library, and it was like, hey, if you're going to take this drug, here's what you should be ready for and need to know. And it was like the best book ever and at the time. And it talks about landslide? Uh, I believe in there they talk about cocaine, and they talk about famously like Stevie Nicks sang, you know, blah, blah, Coats blah. And I was like, wow, cool. Well, it's funny because I was a huge Fleetwood Mac fan, and I didn't know this song because it, was, it wasn't on Rumors or yeah. the other album that I had the because I only had two cassette tapes of theirs as kids. And uh, and I was like, I went back. Someone was like, when I heard the song, people were like, "That's a Fleetwood Mac cover." I'm like, "No, it's not." And yeah. I was like, "I was wrong." And he some of the some of the I like the his notes voice. he hits. His voice in this is like peak. 
peak Billy Corgan. I, I, this is one of those things where this version is his own. Like, I feel like he created. Yeah. I like it. I yeah. like it better than the original. Um, it's interesting. It's definitely a good one. And it, this is one where like, um, Howard Stern would play it a lot before his shows. Cause again, he, he plays a lot of acoustic covers before his show right. starts. This played a lot. And every time I played it, I was kind of like, nice. And it is, yeah, it is like every once in a while, someone does an acoustic cover and they really do kind of make it their own. And I would give old William Patrick Corgan a, a thumbs up on this one. And you said you've, you've run into him too. We both kind of met him. Yeah. Through, through wrestling. Him. Yeah. Eh, well, rest in peace. No, he's still alive. Probably played it right down the street at uh, Tower Re- <laughs> the old former Tower Records. Yeah. So there's a video of that. There's a video of them there. That uh, I just watched. Pumpkins? Yeah. Yeah, that Pumpkins show with their there's doing a, Siamese Dream. There's a, uh, it's either a, I think it's an MTV ultrasound about the Smashing Pumpkins. And I think they show them doing it in store at that Tower Records. That, I want to see it because I have that. I have that on burn somewhere and yeah. I, and I love the versions on that. Like, and again, listen to the Billy Corgan, someone's cut it interview on Joe Rogan where he talks about like being a rock star. It's, it's very interesting. Again, he's a, uh, very controversial, complicated figure, figure in the music and wrestling business. <laughs> so we're down to our last songs and, yes, we uh, are. we've gone this far without you playing anything that would remind people that you're from, Cherville, Indiana. Paul, we've gone this far, and we're now about to go country. Uh, this is uh, Alan Jackson, Gone Country, and uh, this is a song, before I play it, um, I used to be such a big fan of switching back and forth between CMT, VH1, and MTV, and I think at this time we might have had two music channels. I think it was CMT and TNN, uh, the, na- the Nash- Nashville Network. Okay. So you'd get a lot, and I, I just was like, I just, it was such a weird thing where it's like, I remember I'd hear these songs and a lot of them I liked. I was like, I like this. I really, I really like this song. Uh, And a lot of it was like real trashy, one hit wonder kind of like, you know, or like your most mainstream country songs or whatever. This is when Garth Brooks was like the, you know, one of the, on his way to being one of the biggest stars or whatever. And um, the lyrics of this song are just other, uh, did you listen to the song? I did. What did you think? I didn't like it. What didn't you like about it? <sighs> Do you get what he's saying in it? No. Basically, he's just talking about all these musicians, and it's so fun, and it's such a, it's such a, it, this, it still holds true. Where it's like a lot of these other musicians out there, it's either not working, or it never did work for, and it's not working anymore, or it never did, and they're like, fuck, and they're like, mm, I could go country. It was almost like this little like, you know, yeah. And you look at so many people and it's such starting with, you know, not even starting. A lot of people did it in the past before even, but like there was how many bands do you know that are kind of like, we're country now. And it's like, oh, sure. you Well, Darius Rucker went country from Hooting the Blowfish when he was shit on. He sure did. Uh, And but I mean, it's just such a. Oh, is that what the song's about? Yeah, Gone Country. I just figure he's like, I've gone. There's that line where the guy goes. He's like, yeah, this stuff isn't much different than Dylan. You know, where he's like hearing it and he goes, hey, I guess this isn't much different than Dylan. So it's an artist that didn't make yep. it in Vegas. Yep. And I mean, Alan Jackson is just like stereotypical 1994 country music. Just like 
this big tall hillbilly with a mullet and a cowboy hat and he and he was the face of that back then he was the biggest he He's was still so, around still is but he was so huge in 94 so they played it all the time and then when i started like working at the bar i worked at i mean this song all i mean all his songs were played so much but he was just i just feel like this was just like to me it's like my uncle who had a band and i'm like oh yeah uncle uncle alan you know what i mean <laughs> just playing his songs i just Oh man, I love this song. It's funny that you remember TNN and CMT. Like, yeah, those two channels. I could have had them and never ever gone to them unless like I loved it. Accidentally, I love. I, I just, saw. Oh, there's Dukes of Hazzard. Yeah, but like I didn't their, know they existed. I thought their videos, their all their videos were like, here's the guy how he's playing in the village and he's just like I can't do this, you know. Or, or one guy's like I got to get out of L.A., you know. Go country. Yeah, go to Nashville. But like. uh those That's old hilarious. videos, you know, like the like or you know, Earl has to die and all. Is it just like they were so like they were like little sitcoms? Like they, I just Stories. felt like they put more effort into like a uh, not effort. There was that different that different sort of stream of effort put towards these country videos. But there's also the there's something to be said about songs where you leave the interpretation up to the to the person sure. listening. Like Bob Dylan never told people what his songs were sure. about. But also, and but this, it, this is, is like kind of obviously a, what it's about. But maybe that needed to be said. There was there needed to be like a maybe a gatekeeper song being like, you guys can't just put on a cowboy hat and say your country all of a sudden and, and think you're gonna <laughs> fucking you know you put like a, you know a, a fucking you know steel guitar or fucking yeah. something in your in your band and now all of a sudden your country and it's like so many people you know and it's always that thing of like. You know, oh, I've always been. What are you talking? It's like Jessica Simpson or like right. Kelly, like all so many of them. And if you all, you know, and it's like this is the same. Like I mean, punk rock is the most like gatekeepy of 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 all music, in my opinion. But like you know, with country music too, they seem more like come on over. You know, like welcoming. They, they seem more welcoming and more like we got another one on our side. Now. Did you see the uh, episode of South Park where uh, they decide to be a Christian rock band because they realize how low yes. the low yes. the, yeah. the bar is to get a gold sure. record? Sure. And I mean, there there are so many. I mean, you know, there's bands that are like, what what can we do? How what do we, we have to it? do different? And I I just I just like the idea of uh, one of the the top people in a certain area, you know, like uh, 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 Eric Church just put out a new song called like "Put That in Your Country Song" because it is, it, it, you know, a lot of times people think like everybody in in one genre is the exact same, and everybody's like, "We're all just dumb sellouts. We don't care." Yeah. But it's like there are people who are. I mean, like, they're the alternative country scene right now is like so amazing. Well, right, no, and and that's what I've learned from this podcast. Now uh, there are some prolific, amazing. Uh, country artists and writers in Nashville. Yeah. I knew that already from being in the entertainment lawyer. Uh, you know, I, I, a lot of my uh, clients went in and did yeah. great music writing in Nashville for other people and, and still to this day. So I get it. Yeah. But this isn't one of those songs. <laughs> sure. But I also just think it's kind of fun to have a, a mix with Nine Inch Nails yeah. and, Alex, and Alan Jackson. I figured. There. I mean, I, I get, I, I see what you're doing here, and and yeah. again, that's the Venn diagram. And it was a little like I, I do kind of like the idea of you know uh, an entire genre kind of like giving themselves a pat on the back of like this genre is so cool, everybody's trying to get in on it, and it's like you know we we know what you're all doing. You know, I kind of like, to me, it's like, it could be just like, everybody likes country music. They're all going country music. Yeah. It's like, okay. Or there's the cynical side of it of like, oh, here comes everybody, yeah. you know? And no, it's, I and I, I, I don't know, man, to me, I just, I enjoy a sort of uh state of the 
certain you know music industry at the time you know whether it's like i think i think hip-hop is a good uh they're they're good about sort of like that self-policing of like you know whether it's songs that are kind of like eh, some of you do this and it's not the way we're you know yeah. that's really not why we're supposed to be doing this or whatever um you know to me i think that's kind of that's that's every once in a while i think it's great to have a song that's kind of like no, no, no. I wonder. Is, I wonder what uh, thing I wonder what uh, the chicks would say about Alan Jackson. I wonder if they like probably, him. probably good stuff. I don't know. <laughs> you probably talk shit on him back in the Bush days. Who knows? Well, we've come to the end, and I and I figure the best way to end this podcast is with my last song, uh, which this doesn't need to be said again. But the, one of my favorite artists of all time, one of the most credible uh, singer songwriters of all time, and now it's great seeing all these artists who. Are, who were influenced by this album, uh, Grace by Jeff Buckley. It was hard to pick what song I was going to put on. You know, I thought about this too. And uh, I was, it's like Hallelujah is like, yeah. I mean, you don't really put that on a mix for somebody unless you're, I guess you, did you put that on the breakup mix, Hallelujah? Uh, no, I put Lover You Should Have Come Over. Okay. Or okay. this one too. This is a song you can end with too, right? I mean, it says Last Goodbye. What else can you how else can you do for a breakup mix? Sure. You said you almost had this on the list. It was up there. Yeah, yeah. for sure. This is my, yeah, my favorite, uh, Jeff Buckley. Song. When I heard this album and I heard this song, like I remember just listening to it on repeat like 20, 30 times a day and just being like, wow, it made me go buy a bass so I could learn how to play bass. Wow. So this is you had Jeff Buckley. That. Yeah. I thought it was so cool. Oh, real quick. No counting crows for you. I don't think they had an album in 94. Recovering the satellites. No, I think it was a little later. I don't know, man. August everything after didn't come out in '94. No, it was before that. Okay. Oh, '93. So right. close. Yeah, this is great. So amazing. This was uh, my. I thought this was going to be the biggest song ever, and it, it wasn't. On all those lists of '94, people have Jeff Buckley on there, and people always for the '90s like he was the greatest artist still is I mean in my opinion and it's cool to see artists like Phoebe Bridgers and other songwriters giving them the credit that he deserves but yeah there's nothing really to be said I mean it's an amazing song I don't think I've ever heard someone say I hate Jeff Buckley no I don't think you're allowed to and again this is like 120 minutes like yeah. just 120 minutes goodness I've read probably five books about him I'm just fascinated with his life and yeah it's such a crazy crazy life but yep we're at the end we uh, are 94 i could have done another 10 songs if you got a, a section you want us to do a year or a topic you want us to cover we're gonna have guests on again too uh, i got an idea paul marty mix at gmail.com or if you disagree or you want to give us your five songs yeah paul marty mix at gmail.com marty what's your idea uh for do you have any ideas for our next uh our next song or anything like that we have an idea of story songs that you brought up but i feel like that's too broad. Okay. So we might have to. And this is kind it. of so. This isn't necessarily like songs of a of a, a certain era, uh, but what do you what do you think of like a Napster mix? These oh, were like songs, songs Napster? that were on your Napster. Sure, we yeah. can do that. Because I always laugh. I can't remember what the song is, but every time I play it, Sarah always says, "Oh, this is," and I'm like, "It is not. It's a joke now." People have a mistake because everybody yeah, mistakes so some some uh, Napster yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. But basically, this is your this is your uh, these are songs that you 
had on your old computer. They were yeah. big Napster hits. It's for a certain year people would understand that, but there's people that are pre-Napster and post-Napster. Hey, and listen, you could play an old Bob Dylan song that you swore was by, you know, <laughs> Willie Nelson, because yeah. that's what it said on Napster. I feel like Eagles were probably mis- misrepresented a lot, like Jackson Brown probably sure. like, who's this? Sure. Just so Glenn we're going to do our salute to Napster next week. Okay. How do you feel about that? Uh, Maybe. Wow, I mean, I've already we've already said it. We've already put it out. Well, we also said the storytellers thing. Stories. It's, it's a convoluted storyteller. Yeah, the more I think of, you're like every song's a story. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, I know what you're saying. I'm saying the song from beginning to end. Like that Alan it's like Jackson. he grew up here. He yeah. did this. Then he met her. Then they went here. Right. Then they, you know, we gotta you gotta describe it better so it's a specific. Yeah. I know what you're talking about because I know yeah. songs that you like are all the beginning and the yeah. end. It's all like yeah, like, like that. Uh, but. Here we are. I guess I shouldn't. We should have this in a production meeting instead of just throwing it out. <laughs> I do this a lot on, on, on Sarah and I's podcast. I throw out a lot of ideas and it's like... It's... Well, if you have an idea, tell us what we should do. Or a year. We've got a lot of years yeah. still. And we, we have guests that are lined up too. So it doesn't have to be next week. We might have a guest. Kurt Loder is still getting back to us on a date that we need to have him in. Tabitha. Tabitha said... Pinfield. Pinfield. All these people want John to John Norris. In. All these people. From, you're just going down the list of MTV yeah. people. That's our show. Kevin Seal. He was like the wacky is. guy. He was great. He also had 120 minutes for a little bit. Marty, it looked like you wanted to, to play us out on something garbagey. You know, Paul, I wouldn't be <laughs> doing my job as a music insider if I didn't sort of give a little a little shout out to uh, an artist we lost uh, thanks to COVID, uh, Joe Diffie, who, if you're talking about CMT all-stars in the mid-90s. Rest in peace, Joe Diffie. Joe Diffie, this yeah, I guess guy. You see the picture of him to understand. Uh, yeah. However, the just think of the, the you know, just a good, old, a good old hillbilly who's, who's but like fancy. He's a fancy Curly hillbilly. mullet. Bo- mullet, beautiful mustache. Uh, Driving a Buick. Third Rock from the Sun. Great <laughs> song and video. Uh, but man, oh man. Play This it. song. Play us out. Pickup Man by Joe Diffie. Good Lord. What a song here this is. <sighs> Paul loves it. Thank you for listening to another edition of Make Us a Mixtape. I'm Paul Farvar. Oh, I hit it at the beginning. <laughs> it was like, all right, there we go. This has been Make Us a Mixtape. He's Paul. I'm Marty. If you have a truck, you know, you know that you got a, a bed that never has to be made. I thought that was the most clever lyric where he's like, I got an eight-foot bed that never has to be made. Come on. Thanks, Joe. R.I.P., big man. Mm-hmm. <laughs>